Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Gift of Gab. We have a really funny guest. Julie's on the line with him. His name is Jared Freed. You might know him from the You Up podcast or his Insta. <laughs> and Julie's coming now. Hi. Hi, Jared. Hello. You have Carly and Julie now. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just sitting in a dark Vegas hotel room right now. (laughs) Where all the fun times happen. (laughs) That's right. What happens in Vegas um, is very boring. Vegas, so <laughs> never come back ever again. <laughs> I've yeah. never been. I want to get out there though. It's a it's a place to go for a weekend. Agree. I'm here a whole week, and which, you're over it. Well, you know, I like the shows. The shows are fun, but like during the day, you have to like live like a normal person and not your normal surroundings. So mm-hmm. it can get a little boring, a little bit. You know, I went to the pool, which is you know people would hear that and go, oh. So sorry, you had to go to a pool today. It's like, yeah, by yourself, and you have to watch your backpack uh, while you're in it. <laughs> and you have to ask so someone to watch it when you go pee. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You have to bring your backpack up to the bathroom. So that's, listen, we all make, we all have our, you know, our goods and our bads, our plus and minus. <laughs> well, we'd love to start off by asking you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. What would you like to know? Anything and everything. We'd love, well, we'd also love to know how you first got into comedy and kind of talk about um, the shows you're doing. I know you're also on a new tour we'd love to hear about. So um, I started doing comedy when I was uh, 25 and just really wanted to, you know, the kind of the goal was like, listen, I, I, the best part of my day in a day job was writing funny emails to friends. <laughs> And I was like, uh, and when someone would write back to the email, like, like you know, go off the chain and be like, oh, man, this made my day. This was so funny. That felt the best. So I was like, how do I insert that drug into my veins as many times as possible and hopefully make some money off while doing it? So I started going to open mics uh, around New York City, and um, I was always submitting articles. Like, every week I would look for, like, back then, like, blogs were kind of a punchline, so I didn't want to start a blog, I didn't mm-hmm. want to be like that guy, like, hey, I'm starting a blog, everyone, so I would, like, a lot of the, there were also these websites that were, like, little communities starting to erupt, you know, Total Frat Move, Bro Bible, you know, um, all those types of things, so I started, like, submitting articles and kind of getting my, you know, during the day working on that, stuff like that, and at night doing open mics, and that's kind of, from there, just kind of everything comes after that cool so we know you mostly from your tweets and your insta page um so what was the first post that went viral and you really started things off for your career see i it's not that way i understand the question um like there's i've never really had like the tweet that went viral i don't have like a tweet framed above my bed <laughs> the one that helped pay for rent and uh you know all that stuff um i'm a comedian so um there's a lot of me out there and a lot of them people don't know and to me instagram and twitter are a means to an end and the you know a means to getting people to leave their houses and say goodbye to their couches and their tvs and their jammies 
and come out to a show. Um, and I know that's very difficult to get people to do. That's, I, I respect the jammies and the couch. <laughs> Same. So, so I, you know, for me, I see Instagram and social media as a way to market that I'm a comedian. And this is what I do every minute of every day. And, you know, the podcast, I have two podcasts that were things that I, I've always just started at. Would it be fun and funny? Could I, you know, would I have fun doing this thing? And that's why I start doing things. So mm-hmm. on Instagram, I have fun putting up tweets. Some people hate on that. I'm like, I, you know, you don't have to be at my party, but this is what I, this is the type of music I play. And... I have fun watching The Bachelor, and I used to live tweet The Bachelor, and that turned into the Instagram stories of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. So, like, these are all things I have fun doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the the toughest part about doing things that you find fun for your career is, like, no one will pay you to do those at first. So you have to take a, you know, a chance, and you have to make investments of time and some of your own money and and. and all that and energy, you know, so, and also like, you know, I'm on, I do stand up every night, you know, I go on stage three, two to three times a night and I've been doing that for nine years. So, and I know like a lot of people follow me, like, you know, they don't, especially a lot of people that come to my shows, they've never been to a stand up show before. So it's cool that I can introduce them to a, like a new fun night. Um, but I hope that, you know, that everything kind of is, is one thing to me. Mm-hmm. I know we were actually going to bring up the Bachelor franchise. We're huge, huge fans as well and really appreciate all those Insta highlights. Um, do you think Hannah was a good Bachelorette? Like, we want your opinion on the whole Jed situation. So, thank you. That's, I love doing the Bachelor Bachelorette <laughs> and commenting on it. I'm, I'm behind on Paradise because I've just been – I haven't been home for more than a few days. Yeah. Um, so, I thought – Hannah was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't... See, I think... I have my opinion. I What I've noticed... I'm a Bachelor fan, Bachelorette fan, Bachelor Nation, that whole thing. <laughs> but what I... I get the most feedback because people know I'm a fan so, and I put it out there. So, like, if even if someone kind of watches it, they ask me a question about it. So, what is interesting to me is that the Bachelor, if you like the show, you like the show. Mm-hmm. If you like the show, you go to The Bachelor, okay? And then if you like the show, there's a segment of people that hate The Bachelorette, no matter who gets chosen. And they're usually women, and they're usually uh, they're usually women. And, and I understand because The Bachelorette is the least realistic of all the shows they do. Why do you say you that? Know, 30 men in their 20s just pumped to get into a relationship. <laughs> That's fair. What's more unbelievable than that? So I do understand how that's actually offensive to some women because they're out there being honest. And, you know, the You Up podcast is the podcast that people listen to most. And we, mm-hmm. give, we mm-hmm. talk about modern dating issues. And the You Up podcast, um, I hear from, you know, a lot of women on that show and what I hear from them is they're like they're they're like I'm here being honest and you have in a lot of cases there's a guy that's trying you know somewhat deceitful and it's like when you're the one sitting there like yeah I want to see what this is all about I want to be 
I want to go on dates and see if we get to know each other and see if we like each other. And the guy's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he gets like three dates in and he goes, ah, I'm not looking to get serious. And it's like, I can understand while I'm watching The Bachelorette, you're like, wait a minute. That's not how it's supposed to work. Yeah, you tell me these 30 dudes who are a thousand times better looking than the ones I'm going for, just like all the ones that are saints on earth. (laughs) You know, so I, so what I liked about The Bachelorette is you need some reality to your reality TV because I'm not unaware that this is produced. Yeah. But Hannah made mistakes that women everywhere make, that people everywhere make, which made it a great season. Um, you know, everyone has a guy that checks all the boxes for that for them and their family, and then but everyone knows that they're wrong for them. That's the Luke P situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, he religiously checked a box for her. That one that's very difficult to find. And he said, I love you. It's very difficult for anyone to say, get the hell out of my life, someone who loves me. You feel ridiculous. You feel stupid. The one thing I'm looking for is love. This person has it. He's handing it over to me. How could I be the one to say no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? we so loved I, Hannah. I understand that. Going into the season, I was a little hesitant. I was very hesitant. But I thought she was great. <laughs> My and favorite. It, it also showed, like, like you're saying, like, real-life situations. Like, Jed is trash, and a lot of men are trash. So that was nice to put him on the national platform. Well, I wouldn't say trash. <laughs> I, I think there's, I have a little I bit like more empathy than that. I mean, that's like a, you know, that's a memified uh, thing that we've accepted online. Because people, you know, the men is trash thing online is okay with everyone. So now we can say it as much as we want without putting any meaning behind it. Jed, yes, I do. to me, is an interesting character because Jed is doing a lot of the things that are being allowed to happen. Two to tango. You know, what is the, what is the meaning of exclusive but not dating? We just allowed that to happen. So Jed is a creation of that world. You know, I agree that he was awful and, like, he got out and he looked like a prisoner escaping the yard and the lights were going on around him because he had to give an answer. Most people don't have to. True. But I also thought, you know, Hannah's walked it back a little bit. Like, you know, I I think of my bachelor people as political candidates. I really go, all right, let's see what you do. You know, I don't know what, you know, I don't really cheer them on. So I like that, you know, Hannah, I love that she was real and had real moments, but mm-hmm. then I hated the way after the season she apologizes to the audience for what? For being a real person? For making mistakes? What yeah. What are you us for? You were fantastic. You you came in honestly and tried to find a relationship and it didn't work out. We're sorry for you. Yeah, she's yeah. the one that had to go through it. You should catch up on Paradise. It's really good. Dean is like a whole kind of similar situation but I think a lot maybe more on paradise than the others I might be wrong but so much of it's produced like they had Dean like leave and come back and it didn't seem like he did that on his own accord well yeah I mean I would yeah I have to catch up but I just the idea that anyone could walk through that door is a very you know WWE element of it <laughs> like you know is that Steve Austin's music and it's like you know all of a sudden Dean walking down the alley, you know, so, yeah. and, like, I heard they brought on, um, Demi's girlfriend, so, like, all of that stuff, like, you know, at that point, it becomes very Truman Mm Show-ish, 
Um, right, because there's I mean, no way. I actually saw a meme about that. It was Chris Harrison, and it said, like, Demi, we have no idea who your girlfriend is. We don't know her last name or where she lives, but now we could brought her on Paradise. <laughs> like, obviously, yeah, that was planned. But that's the thing about all the Bachelor shows, and all of them, like, I can understand why someone's like, fuck that show, because on a big scale, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. 30 men for one woman, 30 women for one man. A bunch of people on an island that we just pluck from obscurity, supposedly. So on a big scale, it's stupid. But the mini, the, you know, the small moments are great. And, and actually, like the Jed thing, you know, how many times has someone, has like a guy written the, like written the fine print in the contract of a relationship and then refer to it when he's about to get in trouble for, the, for not, you know, treating the person well? You know, that was a great example of that. Like, of people going, well, I'm not in a relationship. It's like you said, did you, did you say I love you? Did you go on a family trip? Did you throw her a birthday party? Well, yes, yes, and yes, but we never said it. And right, like, oh, okay. yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you had mentioned the You Up podcast. What sparked this idea to start the podcast? Well, I've been doing the J Train podcast for like six years now. I, I people... It started off as the TFM podcast, Total Frat Move. I basically partnered with them because I was like, hey, we should start. I've always just loved radio, and I like talk radio. So I was like, wow, we should do a show together. I'll, I'll be the host. You guys promote it, whatever. And then we did that for a couple of years, and people just started sending in emails and asking for advice. And it was just like life advice stuff. And I knew the Betches through, like, uh, like through friends and I had hosted a bunch of their stand-up, you know, brunch shows, and they've always been, you know, good to me. And I, and also the, and like, you know, their company is amazing. They've grown up like a huge company and mm-hmm. employ all these people and are really like fantastic to work with. And you know, for the Betches, it's always been like, hey, I have this thing; it might work for you, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you know, they like ah, you know, they were always I always respected how honest they were. They were like, nah, not for us. And they'd be like, oh, this is great. And, you know, just back and forth like that. And I had had them as guests on J-Train. So TFM Podcast became the J-Train Podcast because TFM wanted to start more shows. And really the show was very me. It was me giving advice with a comedian guest every episode. And, like, uh, and we would just kind of hash it out. And the Betches were guests on my show a bunch of times. And... Um, they were looking to start their own podcast kind of network and things there. And they were like, we want to do a dating advice show from the guy or dating, you know, Mm -hmm. millennial dating podcast from the guy and girl angle. And they were like, we want you to be the guy and Jordan will be the girl. And, um, you guys will just, you know, take emails and we'll, we'll play some games and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about kind of modern dating issues because, you know, I've always said this from the minute I when I was like, why am I getting these emails? Because I like talking about dating a lot. I like dating stories. But, um, you know, we're in a time period you can't go to your parents for advice. We're dealing with different things. And, you know, all of this stuff is new. And I'm, I'm not an expert at all. I'm just like a product of timing. Um, I'm also someone who's listening. You know, so like a lot of my tweets, if you see them, they, they're very what's going on right now. And I've just always been like, you know, just listening to what people were talking about and stuff. And, you know, I went to college, Facebook came out, then dating websites, and then, 
you know, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and it's like, how does this all, and then I was single through all that, so it's like, how does it all relate, um, and I've, you know, for me, which has been cool about you up, is we have a lot of women listeners, and it's cool that they're like very appreciative of the honesty I give on the show, because, you know, I think, I think a lot of women are just not hearing, you, you know, not hearing from like, just like opinions of guys that are saying it. I, I think I'm also like, you know, saying it with a little bit of uh, empathy for their side. What's been your favorite topic on the UUP podcast to discuss? Um, I like any topic that's like a woman wondering why the guy did these maneuvers. And I'm like, I've done all these things, you know, like I, mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and I like anything where I'm like, where, like, we had, I liked one, and I end up meeting these people. They come to shows, and they're like, you're like, they're like, I'm the email that said this, and I'm the email that said that. <laughs> um, we had one where we had a girl that was dating a guy for eight months, and he went on a bachelor party, and he packed condoms. And she, you know, it's funny because you're like, well, how'd she know? You know, like, it, it, it those stories become very accusatory of someone being crazy, mm-hmm. but her story was very not crazy. She was like, she's, she's like, I've stayed in this place. There's three condoms in the drawer um, that I go into. I noticed it. You can't unnotice those things. And then all of a sudden you go to the bachelor party, the three condoms are gone. And it's like, you've been with someone eight months. Like, what does that all mean? And it's like, I like that one because the brunch table of her friends would would scream, fuck him, men are trash. That's what I'm saying in my head. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, and what women listen for, and men, but I'm saying, from my point of view, just the feedback, I'm sure Jordana gets the male point of view feedback. I'm just saying that a lot of times that isn't the answer that will really make someone feel better. The, The answer of you know, especially anytime I've ended a relationship, it's always why. You know, people want some sort of answer of why. And I'm, I'm not your boyfriend, but I'm a pretty average guy. And I think we all land in the center part of the, you know, the bell curve. And we're all 10% away from each other in some way or another. So whatever I'm saying isn't so far off the reservation of how he felt at the moment of what he did. So I thought it was interesting because, like, obviously he's wrong. But, like, why did he do it? Why, what, you know, why would I have brought condoms on a trip when I'm, like, seeing someone? You know, you know, getting into those conversations with Jordana, the, the best, you know, I think the reason the show works is because Jordana is, it allows for uncomfortable conversations to happen comfortably. That's fair. Um, so we have two signature Gift of Gab questions that we always ask our guests. So our first one is, what's your go-to food order when you're hungover? Uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. I'm sure that's been given before, but you can't beat a toasted everything bagel, bacon, egg, and cheese. I actually don't think it no, has, has been, been given. A lot of people really? say, like, pizza or burgers, but I'm on the bacon, egg, and cheese I'm train. On the pizza train. Well, my, my real order, if I'm really going to get fat, is it would be a toasted everything bagel, bacon, egg, and cheese with a toasted onion bagel, scallion cheese, and lox. Really get that bread wow, That, that double bagel life. That sounds good. That's right. That would be my hungover. And, and a water. 
Ours is Diet Coke on the side. Okay. Um, what's your laziest moment? So ours is definitely we have deliver. We've gotten delivery where we could walk. So it's been like half a block away. Hey, delivery. Delivery wouldn't even walk. I get Ubers like I'm Cleopatra. <laughs> I, I got, I, I'm staying at the Palms Hotel. The shows are at the Rio. It's across the street. It's like a 10 minute walk. I took an Uber back last night. I love it. I respect I that though. Totally Sometimes it just feels that. like so much easier if you could just like teleport or someone can easily bring you there. It's five bucks. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I'm putting money into the economy. We support that. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and gabbing with us today. Um, and good luck with the thank rest you of your me. tour dates. Uh, they never end. I'm on, uh, you can go to my website, jaredfree.com. I'm on the road most weekends. Nice. We'll make sure to check it out. Yeah. Thanks. All um, right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Tune in to us next week as we get gab about more random shit.